Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on, lots to get to. We've got uh, great interviews uh, for you coming up. We've got this hour, the uh, representative... Ben Klein. He is District 6 Republican, great state of Virginia, and uh, he's also on a subcommittee now about oversight. We're going to get into that. He's on this committee with uh, with Swalwell, of all people. So we get into all that, plus we talk about can the Republicans in the House of Representatives actually bring back the budget constraints, lower costs, if they're going to raise the debt ceiling, ask him what his red flags are on that, and a whole lot more. Plus, he's done with Mayorkas. He wants Mayorkas to be gone. We get into that as well on a Wednesday. Let's go. It's a hump day. Uh huh. Downhill to the weekend from here. Let's go. Bop, bop, bop. You know what I'm saying? I think you do. I think you know where I'm coming from. Kara, how you doing? You good? Well, I think it's 2022, so apparently not. I think I should take the rest Clearly. of the week off. <laughs> No, no. That's why you think, think it's 2022. You didn't, you didn't work enough last year to make it to 2023. Ah, Come on. Ah, bye. I'm glad you made fights. I did not even call you out on that. You called yourself out, which is good. I know. That's Polo. That's Sam. We're breaking it down. Sam, did I give you enough time for the wink or not? There you go. Okay. I think I called him last hour from uh, Minnesota. There's this belief among some people that because somebody served in the military, you cannot criticize them. That's not a belief that I live by. If you served in the military, the fact that you signed your name in the dotted line is certainly something to be respected. It doesn't make you a good person necessarily. And again, I will give military members more the benefit of the doubt than anybody else knowing that he or she signed on the dotted line to die for the Constitution if called upon to do so. We also have, at least these days, a military that is much more woke than it used to be. And it also can be used as a tool by those who are um, looking for a fast way to say they did something, even though they didn't really do as much as they pretend. And, And I'll get into what I mean in a bit here. But the guy called in last hour because I was being critical of Pete Buttigieg, rightfully so. Horrible mayor in South Bend. I believe he has the job of transportation secretary. He doesn't know anything about transportation uh, because he's gay and it checks off a box. I think if he weren't gay, he'd be fired by now. And I say that very, very directly. This is not me saying a gay person couldn't be the transportation secretary. I think I think a gay person could. Could probably do a very good job. So could a straight person. So could a bi person. I don't care what your orientation is. I care if you can do the job. Your qualifications for the job are what's most important to me. We know that his, his serving as the South Bend mayor was not what got him the job as the transportation secretary. Again, it's about being intersectional. So far, the supply chain debacle, his fault. He did nothing about it. The FAA and canceled flights like crazy, he's done nothing to remedy that. Train derailments, he's done nothing to make that any better. We know that he's been woke about bridges are somehow racist and you've got to have uh, a crew of construction workers that build infrastructure that are representative of 
the people of color in the community. It's all very strange to me because I never once thought to myself, wow, too many Hispanics in Ecuador, too many black people in Ecuador. I never once thought of that. But somebody who's intersectional thinks of that because he thinks he can shut down any sort of debate or any sort of complaint. So on the job, let's say we never knew who he goes home to. We never knew that he is is gay and is married to a man. Let's say we never knew that, because we really probably shouldn't. Maybe we hear about it in happenstance, but it's been completely thrust upon us like crazy. Let's say we didn't know that. Just on the job, how has he done? Mike in Minnesota, how has he done? But Mike called in not to say, you know what? You're right about, about Buttigieg. He's done a horrible job. But, you know, he was in the military. Maybe give him a break. He didn't say that. Mike called in to say he's a military veteran and served two tours in Afghanistan. Now, when you tell me somebody serves a tour in Afghanistan, I think that you're at war and you're seeing action. The guy never, ever shot a gun, never, ever took gunfire. Not that I wanted him to, but don't misrepresent what you did there. Now, Carrie, you've got a couple of sources that you have, and I've got a source that I'll get to as well. Let's just outline what Pete Buttigieg's military history was, according to the source that you have. Mm-hmm. And this is from ABC News. This is from a couple of years ago. Uh, Buttigieg's military service is a key component of his once unlikely White House bid. One of three veterans in the Democratic race aiming to take on a president who said he did not serve in Vietnam, at least in part because of bone spurs. But unlike the dramatic stories of heroism or perseverance that have defined some past presidential campaigns, Buttigieg candidly described an experience more likely to ring true to the thousands of Americans who have served farther from the front lines. In interviews with ABC News, Buttigieg, his superior officers in Afghanistan and others, paint a portrait of a six-month deployment during which he drafted intelligence reports from inside a shipping container ate midnight rations of breakfast for dinner and shuttled officers around Kabul or occasionally further afield. And while there was a constant undercurrent of danger from rocket attacks on the base or roadside bombs, Buttigieg's own account of his time overseas is, like much of his candidacy, a departure from the norm for a presidential biography. I was basically Uber for our unit, the former Navy lieutenant joked. Okay. The pictures that he was putting out there when he was running for president are him in fatigues holding a military rifle as if he's out there serving, you know, on the front lines. Of course, he didn't. But again, let me say it again. It doesn't matter what his service was or wasn't. What matters is, is he any good at this job? And I, as an American, have every right to criticize him who's getting paid by my dime. But let's be real about it. Greg Kelly, who used to be at Fox, he's now at Newsmax. Greg Kelly made it clear in an op-ed that was published by the Wall Street Journal. This is uh, reported by the Independent um, in in the UK. A Wall Street Journal op-ed published by a pair of former U.S. Marines has called presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg's military experience into question. Greg Kelly, a host of conservative Newsmax TV, and a former pilot in the U.S. Marine Corps, and Katie Horgan, a a Marine officer deployed in Iraq for 13 months between 2006 and 2012, wrote the piece. Throughout the op-ed, Mr. Kelly argues that the former mayor of South Bend has overstated his military experience, painting the candidate instead as a a careerist who uses connections to land a cushy paperwork job for the majority of his time in the service. The usual route, this is a quote by Kelly, the usual route to an officer's commission includes four years at Annapolis or another military academy or months of intense training at officer cadet school ROTC programs send prospective officers to far-flung summer training programs and require military drills during the academic year, Mr. Kelly wrote. Mr. Buttigieg skipped all that. No obstacle courses, no weapons trainings, no evaluation of his ability, no willingness to, nor willingness to lead. Paperwork and health exam and background check were all it took to make him a naval officer. 
According to Mr. Kelly and Mrs. Horgan, officers who entered the service through direct commission were begrudged by combat veterans and were often called Pomeranian princes. I guess like the dog, the Pomeranian. Most of Mr. Kelly and Mrs. Horgan's criticism were rooted in the idea that Mr. Buttigieg wasn't actually involved in combat, yet used his language to suggest he was. The closest he came to combat was ferrying other staffers around in an SUV. In his campaign kickoff speech last April, he referred to 119 trips I took outside the wire, driving or guarding a vehicle. That's a strange thing to count. Combat sorties and uh, in an F-18 are carefully logged. Driving a car is not Mr. Kelly and Ms. Horgan wrote. Mr. Buttigieg does walk the fine line between presenting himself as someone who has experienced danger and someone who's experienced combat. I'm going to stop there because I've already spent too much time on Pete Buttigieg. Was he in the military? Yes. Was he a naval officer? Yeah, it appears as though he was. Did he do it the normal way? Nope. He's the son of a communist who somehow got a commission into the Navy. The same commission that Hunter Biden got. And of course, Hunter Biden was kicked out because he was on drugs. Um, So... A couple of things. He's a guy who did not serve two tours in Iraq or Afghanistan, like the caller said. He's a guy who did not serve tours in that he was out there, you know, shooting and killing the enemy. In fact, the reason why this was brought back up when he was running for president was he was very critical of Donald Trump, who took out Soleimani. When he took out Soleimani, Pete Buttigieg said, because Jake Tapper asked him, do you think it was a good a good thing that he took him out? No, I'm not so sure. I want to know why. Why did he take him out? Here's a guy that killed American soldiers in Soleimani. You've got a guy who wanted to be the president, who was a failed mayor of South Bend, who now was handed the transportation secretary job for no reason, pretending like he was some military mind who wants more information. As an American, what you said when Soleimani was killed was, yeah, got that ass. Got him. Got Soleimani. That's what you say. You don't say what this guy was trying to say. Because he was anything to denigrate Donald Trump. I mean, just today or yesterday, he said Trump is the reason why there was a derailment in Ohio. So, yeah. A, I can criticize anybody I want. B, the fact he was in the military does make me think about it more just to make sure that I understand exactly what the facts are in the case that I'm criticizing. And I do know that. C, understanding his military service might be best before you call a show. And D, Pete Buttigieg in that picture with him holding the gun, looking sweaty like he was just out there in the front lines fighting the war is, in my estimation, a bit of stolen valor. But what the hell do I know? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. When we come back, I've got a bunch of sound bites from the resident of the White House, Joe Biden. These sound bites will make you scratch your head. These sound bites will make you go, oh, dude. Uh, what did he say? He literally calls Scott, Rick Scott of Florida. He calls him confused. And as he's saying it, he's confused. So we'll get to that as well. 888-941-7247. Go to JoePags.com. Click on watch. You'll see all the interviews from yesterday and that 60-second video, that gun video about bad guys and good guys that I did for you. That's going to be available as well. Make sure you share that with all the people who are naysayers. You've got to have more gun control and get rid of the Second Amendment. Just send them that 60-second video, 57 seconds. I think that'll straighten them out. Plus, go to Instagram and check out the Come On videos. We're back after this in the Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show.
All right, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to get to, lots to talk about. Thank you. Joe Pag show on your radio, on your computer, on your device, through your uh, app, whatever you happen to be watching or listening through. I appreciate you taking the time. We do have um, uh, Ben Klein coming up bottom of the hour. He is a Republican District th- uh, 6 from the great state of Virginia. He's on a subcommittee now. He's talking about the budget. He's talking about the border, talking about um, keeping people accountable and actually having oversight. And uh, it's a great conversation. Make sure you stick around for that. I've got some, uh, some Biden sound bites, though. Got to get into some Bidenisms because the guy is either delusional or he's just going to say the same old thing over and over again, thinking that at some point you'll believe it. And I'll try to give you context after you hear the actual sound bites. As I said in the State of the Union, if everyone tries, anyone tries to get rid of Social Security or Medicare, I will veto it. <laughs> if that's the Republican dream, I'm their nightmare. I mean, come on. Here he is again. If anybody tries to get rid of Medicare or Social Security, I will veto it. He does that half a whisper thing again. And then he says, it's the Republican dream. I'm their name. <laughs> Carrie, you think Republicans are afraid of that? I would say no. If that's the Republican dream, I'm their nightmare. The guy's weird. He's just he's a weird old dude. No, this is going to have a major impact on the environment, what we're doing. Specifically reducing carbon in the air as we begin to move these 500,000 charging stations around the world. I mean, around the country. And ultimately, it's going to take millions of barrels of oil off the road. What? I'm sorry. Carrie, what is he going to do? Play that again? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe, Maybe I heard it wrong. No, this is going to have a major impact on the environment, what we're doing. Specifically reducing carbon in the air as we begin to move these 500,000 charging stations around the world. I mean, around the country. And ultimately, it's going to take millions of barrels of oil off the road. People didn't even clap because they don't know what he's talking about. Hmm. Well, Carrie, how many many millions of barrels are on the road now? I don't know. I mean, on the way home tonight, will you do me a favor and count the number of barrels you pass on the road? Absolutely, I will, yes. You're probably going to run into like millions of barrels. Probably so. About a 30-minute commute. So, yeah. On the road. About a million or two, maybe. Some more Biden for you. And you got a hell of a new governor in Westmore, I tell you. (laughs) He's the real deal. And the boy looked like he can still play. (laughs) He got some guns on him. Westmore, I think, is he's the first black governor of, is it Maryland? Did he just call him a boy? Mm. Carrie, did he just call the guy a boy? Mm, I think so. Well, maybe I missed it. Let's see. And you got a hell of a new governor in Westmore, I tell you. <laughs> He's the real deal, and the boy looked like he could still play. <laughs> he got some guns on him. The boy looked like he could still play. Yeah, Westmore, he's uh, the governor of Maryland. Joe Biden's called him the boy. I, I don't know. You're supposed to be insulted if somebody calls you boy, and it's especially bad if, you're, if you happen to be black, and Westmore is black, but I guess it's fine. Not a big deal. It's just a Bidenism, so not a big deal. What else you got? Gas prices are down $1.60 a gallon. They're going to come down further from their peak. And inflation... He, he like, whispered it, from their peak. <laughs> their peak under you. It's coming down... Take-home pay for workers has gone up over the past several months. 
We got more to do, but I'm telling you, the Biden economic plan is working because of you all. The Biden electronic, the, the Biden, you got me talking like him. The, the Biden economic plan is working because of y'all. He's talking to the IBEW, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers in Maryland, and the economy is doing better because of y'all. What did the IBEW do to fix the economy? I don't know. Carrie, you got anything on that? Uh, no, I do not. I don't, I'm, again, he's given them credit because he wants those unions to vote for him. But what he says makes no sense. But everybody hears this. Because of all of you in this room, you're going to install 500,000 electric charging stations across America. You, the IBW. I think it was mad when he was saying who it was. You. Um, okay, so 500,000 electrical charging stations. Again, we only have 115,000 gas stations right now. I'm not sure why you need 500,000 electric charging stations. And I'm guessing that he is going to have us, the taxpayers, pay for this. And who gets the money from the taxpayers? A union does to build all these charging stations. Kind of paying for votes, no? But here's the one that really got me, where he goes after Rick Scott. And he calls Rick Scott of Florida. He calls him confused. Because people said, wait a minute, I'm not sure we want to put those thousand gallon drums under the, under the ground here you know in my neighborhood but every gas station that got built what happens all of a sudden you have a fast food store nearby all of a sudden you have you build the community well, what we're doing with these charging stations is the same thing my grandpa did i'm not joking think about it you're building communities little tiny communities it builds the region it takes care of things Oh, that's the that's the building community one that I mentioned earlier, where uh, you know joking. we're building. We're he's not, and his grand his grandpa told him. Mm-hmm. So um, good news is not only we're going to give you these these electrical charging statements uh, stations because of you all, and you know that boy Wes Moore probably will uh, will help out with that. Um, not only that, but it turns out more McDonald's, so more fast food for you and your family. <laughs> It's got to be healthy all, all the way around. I have no idea. I don't know what the guy's talking about. I think this is the Rick Scott one, though. Hold on a second. Let's do this, and then let's do this. Senator Scott's bottom line is, he said, we're reducing the deficit at the same time we're gaming, we're, and we're getting seniors a fair price. Somehow that's costing the government. He's a little confused. Carrie, you know what he just said? I, I don't. Senator Scott said something about Jason Bunch boot cost some money. I think he's a little confused. Let you know what? We probably just missed it. Here it is. Senator Scott's bottom line is he said we're reducing the deficit at the same time we're gaming we're and we're getting seniors a fair price. Somehow that's costing the government. He's a little confused. Carrie, help me out here. I I I can't quite make out that middle. There's nothing to make. Hey, Steph, 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 Steph. I'm confused. Right. We're all confused. Yeah. Good news is, though, I made an Instagram reel about it. Uh, come on, <laughs> video. Go there and check it out. Instagram.com. Click on, uh, just put in Joe Talk Show. J-O-E-T-A-L-K-S-H-O-W. Go follow the Insta Reels. Uh, you'll see that. You can spread it around and show people how confused he really is. Uh, keep it here. Big interview coming back. Joe Pags.